The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and we have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophets, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since, you have sh- since from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and ascertained from the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go. And search diligently for the child whom you have found. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star and on entering the house. They saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Good evening, everybody. Praise the Lord. I can see who has uh, good shovels and snow blowers here in the crowd. What a crazy week, hasn't it been? I know many of you couldn't attend Christmas Mass over that whole weekend, in fact. Uh, the Masses were abysmal, attendance-wise, it's because of the storms and the snow. And so a few made it, though. A few made it with good shoes and who risked their lives to get to Mass. So <laughs> it was dangerous. So um, again, always exercise your prudence. Uh, coming especially in the midst of the storms. So again, if I didn't have a chance, Merry Christmas, everybody, and Happy New Year. And remember, Christmas is more than a day. Remember, as Catholics, it's more than, a, than just simply December 25th, but rather, that's the beginning of Christmas. And on December 25th, what Christmas does, it sheds off its retail coil. You know, because people, For many people, Christmas is all about buying more stuff. And so now that's shed, we shed that off like dead skin off a snake. And we get to the heart of what Christmas is. And this is the great joy now, because remember, Christmas is an entire season. It's an entire season of, of celebration. So now the question always becomes, and never stop reflecting upon this fact. What are you seeking? Really ask yourself that question, because, again, our world, why I'm always poking fun at the world. 
And I do this because I'm part of the world. And so I'm always challenging myself. Like, what do I really want? What are the deeper reasons for existence? Because again, I, I, I go back to Socrates, the great, he wasn't even a Christian. He was, in fact, born centuries before the coming of Jesus Christ. But he asked that question. He says, as human beings, if we don't ask ourselves the deeper questions of existence, there's nothing separating us from a cow in a field then. And so the brilliance of the human mind is that we get to grasp reality, use our intellect and to probe deeper, deeper into the human heart. I'm just not a physical being. I'm not, I'm not simply a cow mosing and grazing, eating and sleeping. There's more to life than this. So again, probing the deeper questions. What am I seeking? In fact, I'm not being original when I ask that question. Remember when, when Jesus was calling the first disciples and they started to follow him. His first disciples, when he started calling the twelve, remember Jesus turned to the early disciples and he asked them, What are you seeking? Do you see now the deeper question? All in that there is, in, is in, imbibed with what is the meaning of my existence? What do I truly want? So tomorrow after Mass, I'll be away. I'll be going on a retreat. So remember as priests, we, get a, we always have to go on retreat every single year. And that is to rejuvenate our love for Jesus Christ. It's just like, again, like any relationship, as we all know, even, even husbands and wives, you know. I hope you never stop dating, by the way. Why do I say that? Because relationships, with not only with one another, but our relationship with God can grow cold. Unless it's constantly rejuvenated. And, and we put our work into it. Because relationships, like a plant, can die. You know, you ever have a house plant? What happens if you don't put it in the sunlight and put water in it? It's a blur. It just shrinks, right? And so it's the same thing with any relationship. And so I'll be out of town for the, about a week and a half. So uh, there won't be any daily masses for the next week and a half. We'll have a visiting priest next weekend. So you get a break from me. It's always a good, refreshing thing for both sides. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so we'll have a visiting priest next weekend. So I'll be on retreat, and I, I want to read you the description of the retreat. And I, that's why I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm excited about this retreat. It's a retreat for priests and seminarians. And so this is the description of the retreat. Now, now listen to it. It's powerful. For the, so for the next week, I'm just going to be in prayer and in silence, and then there'll be a retreat master with different topics. And so this is the description. Exploring the deep desires of the masculine heart. This teaching is truly inspirational, transformational. You'll come to understand how disordered desires are rooted in underlying holy desires, unmet needs, and tied to your false identities. You will learn how to heal the underlying wounds and engage productively in the battle of desires in order to find the true fulfillment of your desires. Is that just a bunch of gobbledygook of psychology? Ah, it may sound like that, but, but notice the deeper. Now, let's get a little deeper. 
because remember, this, this retreat is designed for priests and seminarians. Priests and seminarians from all over the United States are going to come to this retreat. And so it's going to ask and explore, what is the deepest desire of your heart? Don't just stay on the surface level of yourself. Don't simply stay because, again, our world, our world does not probe any deeper. It just says, stuff your face with power, money, honor, pleasure. And then you'll be happy. As you know, I, I always repeat that phrase. And why I always poke fun of that is because it's just live on the surface of yourself. Be that grazing cow in the field like Socrates said. I'm not a cow. Are you a cow? No. And so what this, what this retreat is supposed to get at is, all right, what are you seeking? It's a, it's a, it's a reflection of the words of Jesus Christ. What do you truly seek? And so we're going to explore that for a week with an intensity. What do you want out of life? They're going to put that question to us. Oh, I want a bigger house. Do you? Why? Last night I was at a, at a, I was at a, um, at a New Year's Eve party. Not party, just a bunch of people got together. And there was a 15-year-old girl on the table. We were all just kind of chatting. And she had beautiful nails, as teenage girls do. And I said to her, called out her name, I said, why do you paint your nails? Because I told her, I said, as guys, we couldn't care less about your nails. Why, why do you spend so much time on your nails for? Because I've never met a guy who's been attracted, who, who, who found their spouse saying, I was attracted, I saw her nails, and I just fell in love with her nails, and now I want to marry her. I said, I've never ever met a guy that looked at a woman's nails. And so I asked her, why do you put so much time into painting your nails? You know what she said? And it was, it was brilliant. She was brutally honest. She says, Father, I do it because I want the other girls to give me a compliment. I want the approval of my friends. And, and I smiled. I said, yes, good. Because she's getting to the heart of her deepest desire, whether she realized it or not. She says, the reason why I try to make my nails look pretty as a 15-year-old girl is because I want to be loved. Now take it to the next level. What is she truly seeking? The affirmation of, of, of her peer group? Well, that will fail her, as we all know, because friends fight. We break, I mean, we can't rely, because if I rely on the affirmation for my value of my friends, good luck. Her deepest desire, and, and I probed her deep, more, more deeply, and I said, hey, all right, what are you actually seeking there? I, I want to be loved, Father. Will the affirmation of somebody pointing out your nails give you that? No. <laughs> then get deeper. Today, the great feast after Christmas, the Epiphany. The three magi now come. It says from the east. Scholars believe that these three magi who came from the east to visit the baby Jesus in Bethlehem, that they weren't even Jewish. They were from pagan religions. They believe they came from modern-day Iran. 
So from that part of the world, they came all the way to Bethlehem following the star. Why did they walk hundreds of miles to visit the baby Jesus? Why did they make all that effort all the way to come across the barren desert, all the way, walking from Iran to, Jerusalem, to, to south of Jerusalem where Bethlehem is? Why walk all that way down there? Because their hearts desire something deeper and more profound, which they thought they could find in Jesus Christ. The other sad character in the story, Herod. It's said that Herod called the Magi secretly to ascertain from the time of the star's appearance. King Herod was a ruling power of that region at that time. Why did Herod, if, if, you, if you know the other account of this in the Gospels, there's another detail that's missing in the today's Gospel. Why did Herod want to know where the new Messiah would be born? I heard the answer. Because Herod wanted to kill the baby Jesus. And he wanted to conspire to get the location of the baby Jesus in order not to give him homage and worship, but rather he wanted to snuff him out in the cradle. Why? Herod, as historical record shows us, was an evil man. All he cared about was maintaining his power. He arranged to have his own family members killed and his own children killed because there was rumors that they were conspiring to usurp his throne. And so he killed his own family. If I were to ask Herod, what do you want? Herod would say, I want more money, I want more power, I want more honor, and I want more pleasure. He will give you the worldly answer. All right, Herod, why do you want those things? Because I want to be loved, he would say. Because what is the great thing about money, power, honor, pleasure? It feels good. Why do I want pretty nails, as a 15-year-old girl said? Because if I have pretty nails, then the other girls in my class will like me. Why did Herod want more money, power, honor, and pleasure? Oh, because then everybody will look at me and think, wow, look, Herod, he's, he's, he's amazing, isn't he? Look at his clothes. Look at that crown. It's sh shining. Look at all the money he has. Attention. And if I were to ask Herod, if you were to be brutally honest, all right, Herod, please don't kill me. I know you're king. Will that give you your heart's deepest desire? And if he wasn't drunk with power yet, he would say, no. But you see, Herod was not able or capable or willing to go to that deeper level. He just wiped out everybody who threatened his position. God comes now into the world to get to the heart, to the depths of our being, and to reveal to humanity 
the satisfaction of all our deepest desires. You see, the human heart since Genesis, since Adam and Eve is fickle. It goes after the shiny things. St. John beautifully in his letter said, he said the three things, you know, the, the, three, the three fallen desires of the human heart is lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. John says this in his, in his letter. Those are the three things that the human heart goes after to be great. Lust of the eyes, so beautiful things, shiny, beautiful things, pretty nails. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh, bodily pleasures, alcohol to excess, overeating, drinking, all, all of the lustful sins that we all fall into, lust of the flesh. And then pride of life. What is pride of life? Please affirm me. You see now how these are all surface level desires. And Christ now comes to break through the surface of ourselves and get to the heart of it. And so now as we begin this new year, and I'll end here. What are you seeking? Why are you here at Mass? Why do you pray? Why do you do what you do? Get to the core of who you are. And there, my friends, will be the encounter with Jesus Christ.